This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Dinesh D'Souza is uh, with us. Dinesh. How Hello, Glenn. How are you? Is it? Uh, I am great, Dinesh. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, excited about this movie. And uh, wow, we're going into crazy political season. Yeah, you ain't kidding. I, I want to... I want to talk to you a little bit um, about that. First of all, um, your new book is out and the movie is coming out, Hillary's America. And what I really like about it, Dinesh, is you go into the progressives, which nobody ever does. If you don't understand the progressive movement, you don't understand who Hillary is, who Barack Obama is. You don't understand what they're doing. Uh, And Bernie Sanders came out yesterday and said... They have put together the most aggressive progressive agenda in the history of the United States, and that's what she's running on. That's that's telling us a lot. Hillary Hillary was asked some time ago, "Are you a liberal?" And she said, "No, I'm not a liberal. I'm a progressive." And most people have no idea what that means because the word progressive simply evokes progress, but. What do they mean by progress? What is progress from their point of view? I think that's the question that we have to answer. And she, you know, Dinesh, she said something even more frightening than that, because I've listened to it a hundred times because I couldn't believe she said it. She said, I consider myself a early 20th century, very American progressive. So she was putting herself back into the Woodrow Wilson, Margaret Sanger kind of. She specifically said an early 20th century, very American progressive. Those people were awful people. They were. And and Wilson is a very good example of this because he marries uh, two traditions that came together to define the progressives. The first tradition, which is often ignored, is sort of the racist segregationist tradition. Uh, Wilson not only expanded the segregation of the federal government, extending it to sort of every nook and cranny of the federal government, he also aired the movie Birth of a Nation in the White House, giving a new birth, if you will, to the Ku Klux Klan. The Klan had kind of gone defunct a couple of decades earlier, but it had a major comeback thanks to the help of Woodrow Wilson. So that's one strand, the racist strand. And the other was the eugenic strand associated with Margaret Sanger, the whole idea that unfit people don't deserve to be born, uh, the whole idea that that essentially forced sterilization is something that's acceptable to control the population. All of this was a way for the progressives to try to maintain not only an economic stranglehold, but a social stranglehold on society. Um, we, um, um, you compare Hillary Clinton to Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson is on our $20 bill and uh, most people don't have a problem with it. I, I think he is one of the most evil guys that has ever been president. Um, at least probably the most evil guy in the 1800s to be president. Um, why are you comparing Hillary Clinton to Andrew Jackson? 
So Andrew Jackson had, you know, he was known as the Indian warrior. And many people think that it's the epitome of political correctness, to a political incorrectness to side with Andrew Jackson against the Indians. But the thing to remember here is that, you know, the, that Andrew Jackson violated all these Indian treaties that had been signed with the tribes. And he did so for his own benefit. Um, it's now been widely documented that before Andrew Jackson got the Indians to vacate their land, he would send in his own private surveyors, uh, and they would measure the land and assess its value and privately communicate it to Jackson. Then Jackson would contact his friends, his, his buddies who were investors, and get them to bid early on the land. So when the land came up... Are, we, are you there? Oh, man. It's That's Vince Jackson's Foster. people got to him. No, it was Vince Foster. I mean, he's sounding, he was describing Whitewater, was he not? Yeah. Plus yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. There we go. They got him again. Man. Nash, are you there? He's not there. See if you can call him back. They've already silenced him once. I mean, when you, I don't know if anybody really paid attention. It's crazy. They're not going to do a thing to Hillary Clinton. Right. Right. But they Who? put Dinesh D'Souza but in prison. And why? Because he donated too much money to a political campaign to a friend of his that he believed in. Right. That's why he went he not, to j- not to jail, to prison and yeah. a pretty hardcore prison down by the border. He, I mean, I- I've talked to him about it. I did an interview with him about a year ago. And and it changed him. And right. he's lost a lot of faith in, you know, he had that kind of, you know, wide-eyed, glamorous, America is great kind of faith. And he realized, boy, this is not the country I thought it was. This is not the country I thought it was. Nobody nobody goes to prison for that. No. Who, no. who goes to prison for that? Have you ever heard of that? I, I've never heard of it. I think Dinesh D'Souza is legitimately um, the first and maybe hopefully only political prisoner uh, of the United States of America in I don't know how long. <laughs> Using your own money that you got. No one's saying he got it in some illicit way. Right. Using his own money to back a candidate he believed in uh, to further his own political um, views and speech. I mean, it's how that seems is... like a First Amendment. It seems like it. It no. seems like it. Have you guys seen the movie yet? No. No. I want to. You want to? Yeah, definitely. Okay, because... Uh, 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 we, we we go see it, so you can recommend or not, but it, it's really, really good. He's taken, and it's not a documentary. It is, I mean, it is. It has parts of it, but a lot of it is is acted out, so reenactment scenes. Wow. So when you see the birth of the Progressive Party, when you see the birth of the Democratic Party um, after Reconstruction, you see them with the torches and the horses and the clan hoods. I mean, it's it's really a powerful, powerful film. Dinesh, you there? Hey, Glenn. My okay. apologies. I was Not a problem. Making, I was just making the point that the roots of the Clinton Foundation and its racketeering policies can be seen in the land-stealing policies of Andrew Jackson. It's incredible what, what continuity we see here, even over the space of a century and a half. So uh, what happens to us if Hillary Clinton is elected to Nash? Well... I think the main difference between Hillary and Obama is that Obama is, at the end of the day, an ideologue. Now, we might not agree with Obama's goals, but his goals are ideological, uh, to shrink the wealth and power of America. But he believes in it. He thinks that's a good thing. Uh, Hillary, on the other hand, I think her goals are essentially to be 
the mob boss of the United States. She wants to be, <laughs> if you will, the female godfather or godmother uh, calling the shots. And that's, that's, a, that's turning the United States into a third world country. That's a pretty hefty charge to make. Back that up. Uh, back, back, back that up. Well, just look at the way that the Clintons have operated since day one. Uh, their days in Arkansas and all the scams and rackets they ran from Whitewater. And then when they came to the White House, Travelgate, Filegate, the selling of presidential pardons, the renting out of the Lincoln bedroom. Essentially what they do is they put up a for sale sign on almost whatever they touch. Now, look, we have had corruption at the local level in America before. The Tammany Hall racket in New York, the Daily right. Machine in Chicago. So people kind of looting the Treasury at the local level, handing out favors to their friends. But we have never before in American history, for example, had a secretary of state who has said, hey, you want mining privileges in Africa? Send some money to my foundation. Uh, you want to even aid money that is aimed at Haiti gets intercepted along the way, swelling the coffers of the Clinton Foundation. So I think that this is taking corruption not only to a national, but to a mm. global level. We just heard from one of her her uh, campaign bundlers, one of her one of her b- big donors, a, a supporter that she's the most corrupt politician in American history. And so is Bill. I mean, they, they're only, they're only supporting the supporters. Them. They're only supporting her, her because of Donald Trump. They just feel Donald Trump is so dangerous, but they have told us most corrupt. In fact, we've had more than one source tells us most corrupt people, most morally bankrupt people they have ever met. This is amazing. You know, David Geffen a few years ago said that about what kind of liars they are. He said that, look, in, po- in politics, people sometimes do obfuscate. They get caught and they try to, wow. they try to um, uh, change the truth. But he goes, the, the Clintons are pathological liars. They lie almost as a matter of course. I mean, Hillary was even David lied about David Geffen names. said goes, that? This was David Geffen, the Hollywood mogul. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a stagger. I don't remember that comment. That's pretty amazing. So he must have, was that when he switched over to Obama? Is that? Well, he was explaining why he did. In other words, he was saying that, look, we're all used to getting a little dirty in politics, but these people are sort of dirtiness defined. Um, (laughs) And I think that's that's what's going on here. And the American people know it. You know, sometimes you get somebody, take Nixon. There were Republicans who supported Nixon. Now, Nixon Nixon was not entirely shady, but there was a shadiness to Nixon. But we didn't know that before we elected Nixon. With Hillary, mm-hmm. we actually know what we're getting. And so it's a mark on the American character if despite that we go, yes, this is the mm-hmm. woman we want. Well, we had one of the guys from the European Union from Britain. He said, I think I'm going to come over there and uh, try to change your constitution so I can run. Because if these two guys are the best a country of 330 million can produce to be president of the United States, anybody can win. Uh, and it, in some ways, if it wasn't such a racket, that's true. I mean, these are the best guys we got. It's it's very scary. Um, you know, I think that this uh, the progressive train, however, has gotten way out of hand. In the early 20th century, the Republicans were strong enough to contain it. Uh, and so in the 1920s, for example, the Coolidge Republicans were able to block the progressives. Eisenhower blocked them in the 1950s. Uh, but... Uh, after eight years of Obama, I think uh, a Hillary presidency is almost frightening to contemplate. 
Um, to me, although the Republicans have all kinds of problems, this remains the party that ended the Civil War and, and ended slavery. This remains the party that fought segregation and lynching. This remains the party that stood up for human life against forced sterilization. And so I don't know an alternative to the Republican Party to actually block the Hillary progressive train. So what do you have when people walk out of this movie, Dinesh, what is the what is the hope that you say, man, if I could accomplish one thing, what would it be? I believe that if every American saw this movie, there is no way that Hillary Clinton would be elected. So I I would like the movie to be an empowering and unifying force for the Republican Party. I really would like Hispanics and blacks to see this movie. I think they would be blown away. Uh, One question that Hispanics and blacks, these these are ordinary guys who came to our premiere and watched the movie for the first time, not political. And they come out and they, they say, I have only one question for you, Dinesh. Is this stuff true? The point being that if it is true, the implications are absolutely devastating. It means that everything that they've been told politically is a lie, and they have to reevaluate their fundamental beliefs and assumptions. So this movie has the ability to stir the emotions and sort of wrench the soul in that way, and I'm hoping that that soul-searching process is something that our country, I think we need it and we're ready for it, and I hope this movie is a catalyst to help that happen. Dinesh, people will go to their friends and they'll say, I don't want to see a Dinesh D'Souza movie. It's like going to see a, a better Glenn Beck TV show. <laughs> um, you know, they, I know what you're going to say. I know what it is. How do, you, how do you respond to those people who are, like, who are Democrats who are like, this is just going to be a hatchet job? And, I mean, well, it is. You do cut what, everybody what up into them, little pieces, what, but... Yeah, what I say to them is that is that unlike, say, a Michael Moore film, which is full of of kind of stunts uh, and you know that you can't rely on the information provided there, we're making a powerful movie that makes stunning factual claims. And I have a book, Hillary's America, that backs up the movie, has chapter and verse, has all the supporting footnotes. And we take on very specific claims that the left makes. For example, they say that the Democrats became racially enlightened. And all the bad guys, all the racists became Republicans. This is the idea of a big switch. And so we confront the big switch in the movie. In fact, we take a list of 1,500 racist Democrats, extending all the way back from the 1860s all the way to the year 2000. We put them up on the screen. They're actual pictures. And we say, all right, let's count how many actually switched. It's an empirical question. And we show that the number of people who actually switched is infinitesimal, less than 1%. In other words, this so-called big switch is actually a big lie. But it's a big lie that's peddled by progressive scholars. It's mindlessly repeated in the media. It's treated as if it's conventional wisdom. No, it isn't conventional wisdom. It actually is completely false. Um, It is always a pleasure to talk to you, Dinesh. Um, And I am so glad that uh, I'm actually glad that the the president put you in in to jail uh, because I think it sharpened you even even to a finer point. uh, And you know exactly what you're fighting against and fighting for. And and I think you are a very powerful weapon in the quiver of the conservative movement. Thank you so much, Dinesh. The the book is out um, uh, on July 22nd, along with the theaters. It is Hillary's America. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. 
okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.